I'll get it in post. It's fine. Welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey. Friends. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 27. Today we are talking about, used to be, it's a letter about, uh, I guess like, the fact that we used to be evangelical. Or something. It's a. Are you dragging me into this already? Yeah, I. You said you <laughs> wanted to provide a warning. <laughs> oh, sure. Maybe like a little Jesusy, but maybe not how you think. Yeah, yeah. So. That's it, right? Yeah, we already got it. Okay, yeah, hey. got it in one. What are we drinking tonight, Clay? Uh, yeah. So uh, actually, we're drinking separate things tonight. So I'll let yeah. you go first. I uh, Clay made me a spiritless old fashioned with Kentucky Spiritless seventy four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got it right. It's like a bourbon replacement for mocktails. Uh, we had some in our cabinet from back when we were doing Dry January, and something I kind of bust out once in a while when I'm wanting to sip on something that tastes a little whiskey like, but isn't whiskey. Yeah, I can't stand the stuff. I it's it's a little too sweet. But it does the trick when I'm wanting that kind of a sipping thing. So since I didn't want that, but I did want a sipping thing, and because it's fall, bitches, yeah, I made some decaf. Yeah, you did. Because nothing says to me we are getting ready for winter than evening coffee. Yeah, just didn't have any alcohol around for Sunday night cocktails. And didn't feel the need to get some because we're tailgating next weekend and the weekend after that. <laughs> That's true. Two weekends. <laughs> I forgot about that. We've got a lot of fun family and friends events over the next month while we're in the Midwest. So uh didn't feel the need for like personal alcohol time. <laughs> yeah. We we uh also it saves money. That's but... that it's that too. <laughs> so we're we're, we're back, back in from Alaska and we're broke. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah, we are. What what campground are we at, Clint? Uh, this is Bob Shetler Campground uh, on Sailorville Lake. It's an Army Corps of Engineers campground on Sailorville Lake in Des Moines. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, outside of Ankeny, but yeah. Des Moines area. Yep. Um. So yeah, we are back in Iowa. We are. We made it. So. Let's see. Let's recap where we were. So last Sunday we were at Glacier and staying at the KOA. And we left on Monday and drove from there to the little boondocking spot where we were thinking about staying mm-hmm. and worked the rest of our afternoon because we mm-hmm. had to be out of our site <laughs> but needed to work a little bit more. Yeah, we actually considered staying another night at that KOA yeah. there because we did like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would have had to move sites anyway. And that <laughs> Uh, once we hook up, we're Absolutely like, might as well mm, go. we, we already got to do going to the sun. Let's just go. And so we thought about going over the boondocking site that we'd been planning to go to in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we talked it over with the family and it was just like, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode because you we were talking about like 
we wanted to we ended up reworking our whole route and oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, we talked through so it in we great did, detail. Yeah, we talked so through we that. that. We did that, yeah. <laughs> we had well we, we thought about it. going into the visitor center in Apgar, um, right inside the gate there on going to the sun you know, off of going to the sun road mm-hmm. on the what on the West Glacier side, mm-hmm. there's some trailer parking over there. And we thought, oh, maybe we'll go work there. That'd be kind of nice to be at the visitor center and give the kids some things to do and stuff. But the traffic getting in, I don't know if it was because it was the first day without passes or what, but it was insane. Yeah. Was Google Google was said it was going to take us like, like an hour to get into the an park. An hour to get to that spot. And it was yeah. like, um, no. So it was like still like a lot more crowded in Glacier than I thought it would have been. So we decided to go over that boondocking spot and work for a little bit. And then we drove mm-hmm. all the way... From there to somewhere in Montana, Har Harloten. Yeah, we so we we just drove and drove and drove on Monday uh-huh. night, uh, like five hours after work. Uh-huh. So it was definitely after dark. Uh-huh. We don't usually drive after dark. We um, were pulling out for a rest area though, so it was fine. But exactly, there we weren't like doing a back into a site or anything, and like setting up camp. There's rest area in Harloton. Yeah, it's just like east of Harloton, where um, not anyway, Harloton, uh, yeah. where a couple I can't remember which highways meet up there. But there's like truck um, parking in all four corners of the the highways there, <laughs> like where they meet up. Yeah, it's like a T intersection. There's tons and tons of truck parking. Mm-hmm. So we didn't feel bad. Like a lot of times, it's like sometimes taboo to take like truck parking uh, at night as an RVer, especially at, like a truck stop or a rest area, because, you know, like truckers like don't have as many options as RVers. So when we, if we do that, we try to either, well, especially with the Airstream, we don't have to put any slides out or anything. So we only take one spot. Mm, yeah. Also, definitely. We, um, anytime it's any, anytime if it's you're super, in like a busy one, we don't stay there. Oh, okay. Well, well do you we have, we have where? Oh, that one in Missouri, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, definitely only be in one spot. Yeah. Don't well, put your slide out and take more than one spot. Yeah. If it's busy at all. In this place, we like could have, busy we, at all. If the, in this place, we totally could have taken like three spots and no one would have cared. It was huge. There were huge. so many spots. We yeah. were not near anybody. No, not at all. We were near an espresso stand. Yeah. That was weird. I know. It was super weird. Actually, like, <laughs> it was good. I was like, is this like closed down? Is it not operating? Like, right by like a motel. It was a very strange little intersection there. But, lo and behold, the next morning, yeah, the espresso stand. The espresso open. stand opened up, and it was one of these. It said Mountain Mud Espresso, but it wasn't anymore. Like okay. someone had was using that stand that obviously was there from before, but they oh, like okay. opened their own business. And, nice. Like I don't know, bought it, leased it, or whatever they did. Uh, so it was Engineer Espresso. Yeah, they were nice. Was <laughs> Which good. was really yeah, it was delicious too. Yeah, it was really um, really good. So I took the dog for a little walk around there, worked a day mm. from the rest area, and. Uh, yeah. Moved on. Yeah, but, we did. And then the next stop was our, was Billings, right? Yeah. So that was um, Canyon Creek Harvest yep. Host. Canyon, uh, Canyon Creek, Creek Brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've been there before. This uh, When we had the Mantis, we'd been there. And we went this time and it was just as good as we remembered. It was really good. I had the, with the Scotch Ale, we had the Peach Hefeweizen and then we mm-hmm. got some Hefeweizen and a growler we had a bunch of other beers i wanted to try too yeah a lot of good stuff good atmosphere dog friendly patio 
Uh, the food truck was excellent. I had street tacos that were really delicious. It was a decent food truck. It was a little more I, expensive than I would want yeah, from a, like, the beer was cheap, essentially though. a taco truck. But the beer is cheap. Yeah, like five bucks for a pint. Yeah. Um, Like 15 for a growler fill. Great parking. There were like four Harvest Hose. It was like, it's yeah. funny. There were two Airstreams and two Promasters. I know. <laughs> uh, it's very like cliche for a Harvest Oh, uh, it worked out great. We, it was really good. Yeah. Had some room to play with mm-hmm. Frankie with the, his ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, yeah, had some brews, sat out and chatted. It was a beautiful fall night. Yep. It was great. Yeah. And Definitely then, recommend it. It's cash only. Um, yeah. They have in an the ATM. bar, but they have an ATM. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not really an issue. The uh, the food truck was way more expensive than the bar. I think I mentioned that already, but yeah. they did take Venmo. Yeah. So that worked. We, um, and then we drove, we were, just, we were just moving like crazy, but we got to work in some fun stops. We drove the next day to Sheridan, Wyoming and went to a fitness, it was a harvest house that was a fitness center. Yeah. Pure energy. Pure energy in Sheridan, Wyoming. And that was an awesome harvest house stop, especially on this kind of a week. I got to get a workout in. We got showers in this really clean facility. Yeah, it was, it really was nice. so nice. They charged $20 for a day pass that you could buy online. Uh, and then when you told them you bought it, it was like a special Harvest Host deal. It was $20 for like the family. Mm-hmm. And then when you said you online you bought it, they gave you the code for the lock. Because it's like a 24-7 fitness center. Mm-hmm. They gave you the code for the lockbox to like get in there. And like, it was so great. I totally would recommend that. It was a great stop. Level spot. Nice Nice place. Yeah, they were really nice too. Yeah, um, super friendly. I met them when they were kind of opening up for the morning and I was heading in uh, to take a shower. They're like, oh, hey, we're RVers too. I forgot their names. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> but they were so friendly. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a really nice place to stay. I wish we'd noticed in the past uh, gyms to stay at with Harvest Host before and we'll definitely be on the lookout there for them in the future. There haven't been very many, but I wish yeah. there were more. It's a great idea. Yeah, oh, climbing gyms. Yes, please. <laughs> like here, I was one. like, I, I was like, okay, yeah. There's some. He's like, not a gym guy. Treadmills and like weights and stuff. I was like, ah, eh, I don't know. I could do that, but I'm really what I'm interested. What I'm here for is the shower. <laughs> yeah, which is fine too. The showers were very clean and very nice. There were a lot of places in Alaska that you would pay more than twenty dollars to shower the whole family. Yes, I'm just definitely. saying. Definitely. But the the equipment and stuff was really nice. If I had had more time, I would have done like a longer workout because it was good vibes. Nice mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And then we went from there to Devil's Tower. Yes. Yeah, so um, we had actually driven this route back to the Midwest a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, at the end of our second Mantis tour. <laughs> uh, second. Well, second big Mantis tour. Yeah. Um. And we had driven by Devil's Tower at the time, like by the exit for it uh-huh. um, on I-90 there. And I thought, oh, man, I remember that from that old movie. <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> to go see. And sure enough, when we uh, got in and visited with my uh, parents that year, said where we had come from, dad goes, oh, did you go to Devil's Tower? Like, Oh, no, we, we missed it. So this time I was like, hey, maybe we should stop by devil's tower could we fit that in and yeah it it was actually like not that far off the route and i would say it was well worth going yeah it was really cool so to be clear devil's tower is like the name but not the name of it 
it's a rock formation that stays. I mean, it's what most people would know it by. And it's like if yeah. you've seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's on there. I've never actually seen it. We'll get to that. But it's the name that it's been called on every map for a hundred years. Yes, but for longer than that, mm-hmm. indigenous tribes have called it Bear Lodge or some der- like some version mm-hmm. of that. For the most part, there's different names with different tribes around there. But that's mm-hmm. so it, it's it's like there's that the way it got called Devil's Towers. Some people think it was a like bad translation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, that that's where it that's what it is. It's really cool to see. Like I thought it's it was really neat. I kind of want to go climb it sometime. It seems really cool. I don't do rope climbing rope climbing right now very much at all. So obviously I have to get better <laughs> at that. But <laughs> it looks so cool. And it was it was just really, really cool to be there. And so we wanted to stay at the campground that's there at the National Monument that is first come first served and i thought mm. on a thursday night in september we would be totally fine yeah i we thought so too no it was full it was full it was packed <laughs> it was full <laughs> and uh but there's a koa right there that that's actually kind of the classic place to stay when you go well so here's the thing they show the movie <laughs> it's so cheesy what the movie? It's so cool. No, I haven't seen the movie, but it's cheesy that they show the movie. But it's really cool. Like right in front of the tower, they show the movie. Yeah, they have like an outdoor like theater area, and every single night at eight p.m., mm-hmm. they show Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yep, a nineteen seventy seven classic. If you haven't seen it, like you know, it's it's where like a lot of our popular culture about aliens and stuff kind of originated from. Um, so yeah, it's it's worth watching. I was, uh. I really enjoyed going to it with our youngest. Our uh, oldest decided to stay home with you. But yeah. uh, she and I went, and she was a little scared, but also she, like, loved it, loved it, loved it. And yeah. uh, said, you know, she was, the next day she said she didn't have any nightmares, so she was definitely old enough for it. That's amazing. <laughs> we had a great time. We, it was just cool to be there, though. Like, I, that's a really huge KOA. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's got this, like, it's very themed. It's, like, very, like, old westy. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it's just really cute. It feels like such a classic, like roadside attraction type place to be. Yeah. It feels like you're like on a a classic American road trip. Yes, it just there. had that great feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I went for like a little jog around the KOA, and it was just like you just look up and you see the tower. It's like great views from that whole. Like we could see it out our window. Like it well, was really cool. Yeah, the weird thing about it is right. It just like sticks up. Yeah, and it's this huge like i mean just look at a picture of it but there's more like vegetation col- around there than i realized though like it's interesting it's like columns that form this huge rock formation that like jut up out of the ground and there's no other like real mountains to speak of there's some buttes kind of nearby uh-huh. well, there's there, like a lot of like red rock around there there's like nothing else nearby i mean really mm-hmm just... And so it's just like the way it towers over everything is yeah, it's, it's really very really breathtaking. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So on Friday after work, we went up to do the little hike around the base of it and mm-hmm. go to the visitor center, and that was super worthwhile. We got to watch some climbers. Uh, littlest climbed around on some boulders. It was yeah, really fun. Had a great time. It's it is a national monument too. So mm-hmm. if you're into this sort of thing, you can take your passport and get the yeah, stamp in and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it was it was worthwhile for sure and the drive was really pretty too like coming over there and yeah and it didn't like i said it didn't add that much time it was just no and we stayed for two two whole nights oh i know oh (laughs) what a luxury it was it was like we got the awning out we put some chairs out (laughs) and i was actually kind of glad we stayed at the koa even though it was expensive. The showers were really nice. The showers were really, really nice. good showers even in that KOA. I just had a good shower the day before. And our water heater's broken, so it was uh, really nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, um, we were able to have a site in like a slightly less treed area. Uh, so yeah, we had good internet, whereas the cell coverage there was rather spotty. Yeah. Which wouldn't have been a huge deal anyway, because I had like one short call that day for work yeah. anyway and like everything it was good for doing everything else i needed to for the, work but the yeah. playground situation was pretty good too oh gosh yeah so yeah uh, it was KOA, plus... devil's tower awesome yeah. it was devil's not tower cheap. itself it was awesome so yeah yeah we had a really nice time uh this last week even though we were driving a ton we had i like i enjoyed all our stops yeah and so then trading off driving has been clutch <laughs> oh it really has because the last two days saturday and sunday yeah. yesterday and today the last two days, <laughs> we took turns, and I drove yesterday, you yeah. drove today. We drove about, like, five and a half hours of drive time each, yeah. which meant, like, it was really about an eight-hour drive day. Yep. Um, With stops. Yeah. And we went all the way from Devil's Tower to where we are now in the Des Moines area, with a stop yep. at a Walmart in Mitchell, South Dakota. And on our way to Mitchell, we stopped at Waldrug. Oh, that's true. Oh, we can't forget about Waldrug. Oh, my God. Okay, well, this is our, like, third or fourth time at Waldrug, right? Third. Third, I think. Yeah. Second. Third. We went. Oh, we went before Before we, we had RVing. an RV. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. true. Yep, mm-hmm. third time at Waldrug. Third time. But second time for Littlest, who was really the one who insisted that we go to oh, Waldrug. Oh, big, big, little, oldest wanted to go, too. Okay. They were both, both the kids really wanted and to I go. And, I mean, hey, I enjoyed the donut. Yeah, I and had some pie. my barbecue sandwich. So. The uh, but the parking situation was a little scary there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So the last time we were there with an RV, we had the Mantis, and I can't remember where we parked. Well, we were staying at the RV park across the street because we, if you haven't listened to the wind episode, we almost right. blew away, and then we. So we yeah. And then we, we left parking the RV. <laughs> we left right. the the boondocking we spot. We walked over. I went over to the RV park. Mm-hmm. And so we just walked to Waldrug. You're right. Uh-huh. So we hadn't parked an RV there. No. But we brought our airstream there, and there's tons of RV parking. We knew there that. is a ton of parking. Yeah. And so, we, you know, as soon as you kind of cross into the downtown wall area, which is like one little cute main street with wall drug and a bunch of other stuff um there's like rv parking and ev chargers tesla chargers on the right it's like a pretty small lot but there's what what would you say like eight to ten rv spots there in that particular lot yeah and then there's like one on the other side Mm -hmm. there and there's several other like gravel lots yeah there's like it's scattered around it's not as Mm -hmm. like organized or marked well marked as you would expect i would say it's pretty well marked no, I mean, like, there's not signs that are like, oh, RV is here. Yeah, there are. There are? Yeah. I didn't see them. Okay. Well, well, I wasn't driving, so whatever. <laughs> pretty sure there <laughs> I don't well, think there I were. Don't know. Okay. Anyway, they should have had a size limit on them. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. So we pulled into this and we were totally fine. Yeah, we, we pulled fit. up. We next, just fit. We pulled up next to another Airstream, which was just about as long as us, maybe not quite. Yep. 
and another RV was kind of facing the opposite way from us because mm-hmm. you could come in from either direction. And they were leaving. Huh? And so we parked and we like, even the Airstream, like we were inches away from the white line on one side and pretty darn close to the white line on the other side. Like these are small, small spots. They're cramming people in. Yeah. Yeah. And cramming RVs in is not Gets necessarily tricky. a good idea. We were fine. Yeah, we, we were parked. we were fine. And no one was on either side of us for a while because that other Airstream left. And then mm-hmm. uh, a class day came in and like kind of parked over the other line next to that. So like there was no way anyone could have fit there on that one side. <laughs> yeah, so the kids and I went into Waldrug. I, I stayed in the RV. I, I've been to Waldrug. I don't need to go to Waldrug again. <laughs> It's fine. I don't have anything against it. It's just not my thing. Didn't feel like catching COVID. I yeah, that was a lot of it. And also, I just I so I stayed out with the dogs and I made some mac and cheese for the littlest. Yeah. The benefits of having your house. I was like, there's nothing in there she wants to eat. I'll I'll make her some. Thank food. you. Yeah. Uh, that worked great. So and you brought me pie, so it all went. It all works. So you know, I just hung out in the, in the RV with the dogs, and you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of watching people come and go. No big, no biggie. And you guys came back and. Little estate or food, and I ate my pie. We kind of hung out for a while, and then we're like, okay, we need to hit the road again. And, you yeah, know, we were kind of halfway through our drive. Mm-hmm. So you went out to the truck, Clay went out to the truck, Littlest went out to the truck. Yep. Uh, big Dog went out to the truck. Mm-hmm. And so Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie and I, and uh, Frankie and Clay and Littlest were out in the truck. Yeah. And Oldest and the Little Dog and I were in their rig. And I started get, gathering some stuff to like carry out to the truck because it's like time to go. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I gathered some stuff and I went to run out and I opened the door and I go, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had been watching them start to pull in. Yeah. But there was a giant class A that decided that they were going to park into this in the spot right next to us that had right. been vacated like right after we pulled in yeah and there was like a super c in the spot on the other side of where they were trying to pull in that Mm -hmm. was like maybe not even they might have been over the line a little bit so a class a is like the bus the bus style and a super c is like the same size as a bus but has like a freightliner front end yeah like a semi front end yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah uh two real big long like turns like a bus Uh rvs and so they come in and they like, you know, they, they seem pretty, you know, they were moving quick, <laughs> um, but they didn't, they didn't like run into me. And they, as far as I could tell, they didn't hit the Super C on the other side as they were pulling into the spot. They were getting so close to avoid because they had a toad behind them. Yeah, like a big truck. They were getting so close to their truck. I pulled in the mirrors. I, I hit the mirrors button like real quick. I'm like, oh man, they're gonna take out my. So mirror. I go, I go out, and I'm like, oh shit! And they had pulled like as far as the truck, uh-huh. like the doors on our truck. They hadn't gone any further than that at yeah, that point. And then they stopped. <laughs> and I was like, shit! Like I'm trying to get to the truck, and I can't even get the doors open. So I have to go all the way back around the RV. Mm-hmm. And go and I like I go to the other side, like to the driver's side, throw stuff in the the truck, mm-hmm. run all the way back around and try and yell at, at the oldest to hurry up and get out so we can get out of here. Yeah, because as soon as they were in that spot, we were we stuck. We were not going to be able to close our we couldn't yeah door. 
yeah, because they were so close to us. We, I, I wasn't even sure that the oldest could get out if they if they went forward any further before she did. Well, I wasn't sure they were going to be able to move. I thought they were stuck. Yeah, we they, thought they stopped. We thought we were all stuck, and like I thought they couldn't move forward without hitting anyone, they either should, us or the rig on the other side. I, I think you might be right because I'm pretty sure they hit the rig on the other side. <laughs> we well, they didn't hit us. That's all I know. We could have. If they had talked to us and stopped then and like gotten out and assessed the situation, we could have just backed out. Right. Oh, yeah. We totally we, could have. They can't back up because they have a toad. Or it's mm-hmm. not good yeah. if they do. And, and Well, they wouldn't be able to control where it goes, really. Yeah. Uh, but we can. We could have backed out. It would have taken some time and we would have held up traffic a little bit, but we could have safely backed out and then they would have had all the room in the world. Yeah. Uh, instead, they decided to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, and force the issue, which was pretty scary. And then they stopped again, thankfully, because they were starting to. I, man, we've watched a lot of things get cut really close, and some things go badly. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the ones that looked like it was about to go badly because mm-hmm. they started to turn before you would normally, with that big of a vehicle, want to start to turn. But they were cockeyed in the space, and anyway, it was a whole thing. And they almost hit the end of the airstream. If they had kept going, I'm pretty sure they would have. Yeah. I ran I ran all the way around again. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of running in. I ran all the way around again. And I went over to them and I like waved at their door and I was like, stop. Yeah. I'm sure they like, were like, what I, is this lady doing? I was like, I'm pretty sure you hit the mirror on the guy next to you. Also, I'm because I'm pretty sure they did, if mm-hmm. if not more than that. Also, uh, can we just can you stop for a second and we'll just pull forward? Like we need to shut our door. We can't even shut our door right now. Yeah. Uh, but if we just pull forward, I can shut my door and we'll be out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and out we, of your way. <laughs> right. We. Yeah. We needed to get out of their way. They weren't even gonna fit in the spot lengthwise anyway. No. And also, um, I still I feel really bad because I I'm not sure how they got out of there with how they were situated without hitting that super C. I have no idea, but we got out. <laughs> we left. I was. Like, I still needed to go to the bathroom, and I was like, "We'll just park somewhere else." Like, go. Yeah. So, so we, anyway, we found better parking. Uh, park in the back. We like literally right next to the lot. We there were was in, like so much open space. There was a bunch of parking. It was it was dumb, but we got oh, out of there. Yeah. We got to safety. We unclenched. <laughs> it took me like a solid hour to be like, "Oh, my took God. a while." Oh my god! <laughs> like. Do those finger exercises. And it sounds so silly because they didn't hit us. And it was all very slow motion. But like, (gasps) oh my God, God, I was so stressed because they just like, it was like watching a train wreck happen Uh really slowly. Like, no, we're like at the end of our travel, like when we're headed back to the Midwest. Yeah. Yet again, we're going to get in an accident. Yep. Totally not our fault. Yet again. Yep. We were in our spot, not doing anything wrong. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so I think close. I'm convinced they would have hit us if we hadn't been there. And I also am convinced that I would have had a really hard time managing the dogs and trying to move the rig if you hadn't been there yet. Oh yeah, that would have been. A if huge it was mess. just me, I would have been like, I don't even know what I would have done. I would have mm-hmm. figured it out because I would have had to, and it would have been fine. But like, yeah. Whew. Anyway. Well, we did it. We, we got out of there and we, we drove to Mitchell. And we stayed at the Walmart. Sometimes you got to be the crazy person who waves <laughs> someone down and says, stop, you're going to hit my house. <laughs> Sometimes you do. 
Uh, yes, and we did stay at another Walmart. And we, we got our groceries. We did our groceries. And we got to Iowa. We did. Unharmed. Yes, barely. Mostly. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but that's okay. <laughs> it was a funny story, and it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't translate as well to a story, but it was just like, oh my God, people are going to hit us. It was intense. It's hard to convey how intense it was because they were like, it's like, imagine having a bus inches from the front door on your house. Mm. Like literally, yeah. that's what it was. They yeah. were like inches away from us. I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Yeah, I'm surprised that anyone could fit out the door. I, th- I'd have to ask the oldest. I think she got out before they were like that far down mm, i don't think so but oh I'm not man sure. she got i i was stressed i was really stressed someone was gonna get hit or stuck in the rig mm-hmm. yeah. like <laughs> or we were gonna like forget the dog and have to go back and try and figure out how to get him anyway it was the whole thing uh but that was it we yeah. we did it we made it there. of course wall drug was the hardest thing we did uh <clears throat> and in the Gosh. thousands of miles we drove and <laughs> And now we're in Iowa, and I cursed at a lot of truck drivers, and uh, not truck drivers as much, but sometimes truck drivers. I-80 is a mess. I-80 is bad. There was one truck driver that was, like, tailgating van and almost caused an accident. But anyway, most of the time, I'm very grateful to truck drivers. There's just, I-80 is terrible. Yeah, it's... I cursed at a lot of people. It's yeah. Fine. I don't usually have road rage, but... <laughs> It's I okay, just get it out. I ate will do it to me. Clay is like, oh, I'm glad, glad you're comfortable driving the Airstream now. <laughs> you're, just like, you're like whipping back and forth from one lane to the other. Like I was not whipping back and forth. Uh-huh, I was sure. driving the speed limit. Okay. I mean, I know you weren't speeding. That wasn't the point. It's not whipping. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. It was good. We made it. We, I could see I wasn't doing anything stupid. No, you weren't. I try. Okay, like at eighty, if you've never driven on eighty in Iowa, what happens is some semis are governed at one speed, and some of them are governed at another speed, and then there's like t- more hills than you think, mm-hmm. and they all slow down on the hills, and so they one of them will try and pass the other, but then they get to a hill, and then. They're not really passing, and so they just kind of hang out, and everyone's getting antsy. Well, and to compound and... this, there's a bunch of cars that hang out in the left lane. Oh, God, yeah. It's, and, oh, and no one can merge. <laughs> no one has ever figured out how to merge. They're, we're, we're doing the no, you go, no, you go, no, you go right, thing, right. but, like, on the highway. Yeah. Well, that's where you do it, yeah. <laughs> like, but going fast, or yeah. should be going fast. Right, I exactly. I about died because someone stopped. In the middle of the highway today. No, if they had stopped, it would have been like Florida. It was almost like that, Clay. Stop. That's why I freaked. Well, I because I freaking honked at him. <laughs> God, I used my horn twice uh, today. I don't do that usually. It's funny. Freaking Des Moines is the jungle, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. it was, it was fine. Yeah, I'm p- apparently. So now good. you're having a relaxing cocktail. Yes. Mocktail. Yes. In our home. Yes, which is we are... filthy dirty. Actually, it's getting better, actually. Well, we cleaned the outside today, at least. Mm-hmm. We took a lot of the dirt off. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're starting to straighten up inside again. From... Yeah. I mean, when you travel so fast, it gets, it gets real rough, rough in it here. Gets rough. 
But we have several days we're staying here. Mm-hmm. We're taking it in for service. Yep. We're going to go to a football game. Yep. We're going to tailgate with the rig at the football game, which is something I've always wanted to do. Hell yeah. And we have the opportunity to do it. <laughs> yep. It's going to be great. So. Then we're going to go to visit family and then go to Illinois for a little while and then come back and then go to Vegas and then come back, mm-hmm. move into a different rig for a relaxing time we have coming. And then we're going to book it out to Washington. Then maybe we'll chill out. Yeah. It's like. I don't know. I'm I'm excited. It's exciting. It is like we but, always change stuff up in the fall. It's fun. Right. Oh, I love fall. Fall is like hmm, it's like simultaneously like exciting and new, like new things happening for us a lot of times and also super nostalgic for me. Totally. It like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of college. Uh, I mean like I I just loved college in general but especially fall semesters yep um it's great i love it yeah now that we've regaled you with our stories about travel let's offend some people and read okay that's like a much more harsh transition than i was going for what were you how are you gonna bring it around like used to be like cute nostalgia like i like that better we can keep them both i guess choose your own adventure listener (laughs) just read your letter fine dear friend did you ever used to be someone else i did i mean i was me but i was different I think we all should be someone else than we were 10 or 20 years ago, right? It is good to learn and grow and become a new person, especially when what you used to be was a watered-down version of who you really were all along. Travel gives such a unique lens for observing change. A few times now, we have made repeat visits to places only to find out they are different than we remembered. Did they change? Did we change? It's probably some of both. I think of Tybee Island, a place we have been visiting since long before we began RV travel. It's just outside of Savannah, full of lovely historic cottages, and used to be a bit sleepy, especially off-season. Our first trip was in September of 2015, and I was pregnant with our youngest. We rented a historic cottage from a local agency, and it was perfect. The beaches, especially on the north end of the island, were quiet. It was great. Each time we have been back, we have both fallen more in love with the place and noted its changing landscape. It's hard to book a spot at the campground. Many of the homes rent through larger or different agencies in our beloved mermaid cottages. New restaurants spring up and replace old favorites. Finding parking in Savannah was never easy, but it can seem especially tough now. Maybe we just notice things differently now. In the same way, I know I have changed. Our family has changed. Not fundamentally, but on the surface, and especially to people who go a while without seeing us and then see us again. They miss all the gradual steps along the way. Travel has changed us. It has given us a broader perspective, a more flexible attitude, better problem-solving skills. It has made me more patient, something motherhood was already working on for me. I don't shower as much, don't care as much what I look like in general, and have less time for pseudo-niceties. But the bigger changes have come from letting go of holding myself to others' standards. A product of strict evangelical upbringing, 
and always one to avoid disappointing authorities in my life in any way, there was a certain level of performative evangelical Christianity about how I used to be. It was the kind of thing that would not let me swear, but would let me look down on others, excluding people in the name of a love that began to not feel very loving. Sometimes it's hard not to be upset with who I used to be. I was inauthentic and proud, doing what I thought was, quote, right, instead of what I knew was truly loving. I tried so hard to play by the rules and was so afraid of hell. I was simultaneously bought in and doubtful, full of awe for God and often angry with him. Of that time, I wrote this. I try not to hate who I used to be, but she was cruelty pretending kindness, hate pretending acceptance, pride pretending humility, and fear pretending faithfulness. Holy book held high and mighty, above reproach and full of disdain. She had answers upon answers upon answers, and love was her undoing. And here's the thing, friend. I think faith can be beautiful. I think people of faith are often kind and generous. I do not seek to condemn an entire denomination or religion. I also think large religious institutions are places of power where abusers are often harbored, even lifted up. I have seen it with my own eyes, multiple times. I think there is a lack of accountability in many places, and many, many people are more concerned with being right than they are with being loving. I know because I was there. If your faith would cause you to cut people out of your life or have a lesser relationship with them because of your interpretation of their life choices, then it is not a loving faith. Understand that your, quote, tough love feels a lot like hatred. It can't just be love because you said it's so. If the people you are loving do not feel loved, you can't just wave a hand and say it's their fault. If they have to meet conditions to be in a loving relationship with you, it is a conditional love at best. If you expect people to change in order to earn your love, it is not love. Not the love that Jesus practiced. If you think that our nation should be governed by your interpretation of a religious text, if you think every denomination until yours got it wrong, I encourage you to consider things with a broader perspective. If your beliefs have caused you to say hurtful things, protest another's joy, desire to regulate what someone wears or who they date or ban books because you do not agree with them, you are spreading fear. You are spreading hate. That is not love. I know because when I did these things, it was not with love in my heart. Following a rule and calling it love is not the same as love. Love is listening. It is kindness. It is understanding. Love is not always agreeing with, but still celebrating one another. Love is making sure people have access to food, clothing, shelter, and medical care without strings attached. You cannot proclaim to love your neighbor and attempt to vote them into second-class citizenry or worse. You don't get to say it's loving because you said so. That's not how love works. Tough love is a term used by people who have a tough time showing love. Thank you for being on this journey with me, friend. I hope we all continue to grow and change. And as we become who we are now, let us have some compassion for who we used to be. See you down the road. Jamie. powerful thank you yeah no seriously (laughs) i mean it's very heartfelt i don't know you could tell like you took a long time on that one i sat on it for a long time before i published it and edited edited a bit i meant to originally post it during pride month but i wasn't quite ready yet 
So, so well, yeah, talk about I guess like why did you write it? Well, I'm a few reasons, but a lot of what brought up that feeling for me was just knowing and seeing and and having been a part of how the church has treated treated queer people over the years and seeing kind of the um the back backwards the regression uh that is going on in a lot of states in, on in legal terms mm. uh and knowing that the you know the evangelical right is behind that in a lot of ways and just feeling really frustrated and sad for people yeah and it just gets me thinking about like how i used to be a part of that problem right i mean like uh, yeah me too right right and not like man i they i mean the story here is long right and we probably won't tell the whole thing today because <laughs> the podcast isn't that long it just just like by way of background if you guys don't know us <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. particularly well i grew up southern baptist yeah and um i grew up catholic ish yeah and my family switched to evangelical free churches later on which can be a little bit more progressive but that's not saying a whole lot yeah and um so when we met in high school that was where i went to church yeah that was where you went to church and um we didn't just go to church we were in (laughs) you went to church more than anyone i knew had ever gone to church before which is actually kind of like weird and you said you liked it and so i was like oh okay i liked playing drums in the worship band yeah yeah it was fun i like parts of it i mean i'm not gonna lie and say like it was all fake yeah, for sure. I like spiritual things. I like challenging thoughts. I like when I get to debate or talk with people. Like, I still like all of those things. Totally. I was at the time, like, I had just moved. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a challenging point in my life. I was trying to figure out, as most middle and high schoolers do, what my beliefs were and where that kind of maybe intersected with my parents or my mm-hmm. um like my heritage's beliefs i guess yeah uh like catholicism yeah and maybe where it differed and i think meeting you and going to churches with you and then like a camp i had gone to with a friend the summer before kind of brought me into the evangelical christian uh world a bit because i think what it offered was so different from catholicism in that it was like not just rote memorization yeah it, and i think man oh, we don't have all day <laughs> <laughs> it felt more authentic yeah right? Yeah, it. I mean, it's definitely like focused on being like, uh, like on a personal relationship with Christ, right? Like, and being very, uh, like personal ownership of things. Uh, which, I mean, we could talk about that, but, mm-hmm. uh, and, and some <laughs> of the like, what that leads to, but, but that, yeah, I think that's very like, especially at a time in your life when you're a teenager, like feeling something very personal Mm -hmm. 
very emotional and like i think that that's i get why that connects right yeah definitely and it yeah. was like i mean there was a lot of especially i would say like a little bit when i went to high school group with you but like i mean mostly i just wanted to spend time with you yeah but especially like once i got involved with our group in college mm-hmm. yeah like there were a lot of cool other college students in that group yeah mm-hmm. i liked that group. who were doing like really just like at least it seemed like at the time and i really still believe a lot of it was like kind selfless loving things for other people yes yes just because i think that's church at its best right yeah yeah and <laughs> it was a great group yep um it was a little too inward focused yeah for me i think sticking with it and like the things i really enjoyed a lot of it was about the music <laughs> yeah i really enjoy corporate music i like concerts for like a very much the same reason i like everyone being in it and singing together and like the in, the emotion of that mm-hmm. comparing it to concerts is maybe weird but like it's very similar for me and i don't think that one of them is necessarily worship and one of them necessarily isn't mm-hmm. i just didn't really have a choice like i don't and i don't think that like my family was like forcing it on me in a way that like is gross or anything. But like when you're taught from a, such a young age that like you're the reason Jesus died. And if you don't accept him in your heart, as soon as you can like form that sentence, like you're going to f- burn in hell forever. And you're hearing graphic things about these things. Like you don't, think there's any other like that's you you trust what you hear right and you just say like oh well these authorities in my life said this and this is what i believe and i have to believe it it's not a question of like oh is this right and why would i you know can i potentially believe something else it's like this is right and everything else is wrong and i don't i don't know if today is really about like dissecting what i do still and don't believe i don't think that's Mm. the point of it Mm -hmm. i think the point of it is like i don't believe everything i was told (laughs) initially and i think that's okay and good (laughs) in a lot of ways and it's just what started for me of like separating from evangelicalism was it was before 2016 for me but like not not actively Mm -hmm. where i started to become a little disenchanted there's a few things that happened and one i really probably won't talk about on at at this point but it started to become very synonymous with political positions and a political voting block and i i think a lot of that gets tied under the quote pro-life heading but i think a lot of it was other things too and in 2008 in iowa right after the Iowa Supreme Court had um, okayed same-sex marriage, one of the first states to do that. Yeah, it was a huge deal. The Republicans in the state tra- ran a campaign to try and get everyone to to vote out the judges. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? 
You didn't say that at the time. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I did say what the like what on earth? Like even if even if I believed that that is wrong or whatever and I didn't at that point or ever really I knew I was supposed to, but like mm. that was a whole like it's like this whole weird dichotomy inside yourself of like what you're supposed to believe and what you like actually believe, right? Mm. And I was supposed to believe that that was wrong or whatever, and I I didn't actually think that. But even if I did, even if that was what my religion said, that that should only mean that that's like wrong for me, right? That shouldn't mean that like I care that somebody else does that or has that, and so. I mean, yeah, we we were taught anyway, right? That like religious freedom was a big part of yeah, and like the whole separation of church and state. The and all point that, of right? the founding of the right, U.S., right? right. <laughs> and so, like, even if my religion said that's wrong, like, why the hell does that matter for a law? Mm-hmm. And and so I started to unravel some things very slowly, <laughs> but like started to read some things like Rachel Held Held Evans and some other things like that and like really start to like kind of actually examine what I actually thought and there's a lot of things to it and it's not just a few rules that you try to keep and a few rules that your church tells you or whatever and and I don't I guess the thing that is became a big struggle Right. And I don't mean to speak for you. Yeah. But like, is that one group mm-hmm. based on current understanding of the Bible knows all of the right answers? Right. And you can't disagree or you're going to hell. And like, <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone before them got it wrong. <laughs> Right. And so like I and having like been in church for so long and studied things like the canonization of the Bible and which is like how the Bible in its current form got to us as human beings and it, now and like and yeah. having spent a long time in Bible study and my problem was that I actually believed what they told me. Explain. Like I actually believed the Bible and when I measured that up against what was being taught or what was being practiced, mm-hmm. I was like, what Jesus are they talking about? Yeah. What was being practiced in what regard? Like in like, so many ways, but <laughs> in so many ways, <laughs> yeah. like excluding people, judging people, mm-hmm. making a list of rules that you have to follow. <sighs> Like the focus on being right. Like it's like a whole thing. Like, yeah, the the stuff just didn't match like up, right? And you know how people are voting and how people get so excited about people in the church get so excited about guns and capitalism. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you can have those like political beliefs, but don't tell me it's based on the Bible. Right. Like Right. Like that's where it gets very confusing to me. And I I just started like and like a lot of people and I wish it hadn't taken me this long, but like when twenty sixteen rolled around, that's when we were like, mm, no, sorry. Yeah, I think really it was We like, were youth group leaders. Well, especially starting in like twenty fifteen. Yeah. 
when we had like candidate Trump. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of the things, for instance, talking about building walls. Yeah. Not a very like love your neighbor type attitude. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and man, just seeing like people in the church and mm-hmm. like not everyone, definitely not everyone, but more than I expected make excuses for on behalf of yep. Trump. Yeah. When it's like what he stood for, yep. stands for, yep. <laughs> runs so counter to yeah, what it goes beyond we were like professing to having believe. Having like different opinions to like. Right. Just fundamentally like forsaking the actual like if you believe the bible the the well it should be your truth mm-hmm. for for power and and it became bold faced like bold type right right during that time frame of just like oh this isn't about what you, <laughs> what they said it was about and so then you start to think about well if that's not what i would you know not true or not all Mm. on the up and up. Yeah, not on the level. (laughs) Not actually straightforwardly what they meant. (laughs) Then what else isn't? And and so you start to like unwind those things a little bit. Mm. I think a really eye-opening, you'll have to go find it and link it. I read a really eye-opening piece by Liz Lenz. Um, Read Liz Lenz on this kind of stuff. Uh, Always. She's great. Yes. Uh, like, um, Godland is fantastic. And, um, it's a really great book. Uh, some other stuff that she's written, but she wrote a whole piece about, like, Billy Graham and kind of the start of the current religious right movement. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of also, like, the, kind of weaponizing of abortion as an issue. Protestants didn't used to be anti-choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were actually very pro-choice and helped women seek care. Uh, on Before, like, ministers and other people in the church would help people seek care when it was not allowed before and when the Catholic Church was against it. And a lot of Protestant denominations, maybe not a lot, some Protestant denominations, yeah. Still, I think largely fall more on that side. Main, but it's not mainline Protestants are a yeah. whole different bag in a lot of sure, ways. Exactly. Than, than evangelicalism, and kind of bringing it back to where I was going with the letter is, what does if I look at what I believe now, and I look at like what I think, if 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 Jesus is real to me and what he means what what that love looks like Mm -hmm. what is that and how do we express that to people and what is that not and that was kind of a point of the letter to me is like i used to be 
really in this culture of like I have to be right and I have to believe the right things and I have to do the right things and I have to be right and it caused me to be unloving and Mm -hmm. I think now that the most important thing is love and how do we do that and it's not just like telling someone they're sinning but calling that love yeah (laughs) I see how people get there right because I do I was in it Right. If you're in that culture where you're like, they're going to go to hell, I have to tell them. Right. You think it's imperative on you. (laughs) God is so much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need my help. Right. To save people. Right. I don't necessarily know where my beliefs are today. I think I still believe in God. I definitely believe that Jesus (laughs) wanted everyone to love their neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, and so what does that love look like, right? And that does not look like telling them they're wrong and they need to change their ways I read, or they're going to I help. read an internet thing the other day. I follow some like ex-evangelical influencers and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I think they copied this from like a Twitter post or something. But it was, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I tell someone, it was a queer person saying this, like mm-hmm. I tell my friends who say, oh, hate the sinner, love the sin. Yeah, hate the hate the belief, love the believer. And and they don't like that very much. It's almost like they know that's not very loving. Yeah. And I th- I thought that was um, you know, it's kind of clever and a cute way to put it, but also like, oh yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but it's like when you yeah. <laughs> like you don't get to it's not really on you to tell people what their sin is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's not really your job. No, I think, and I think we need to be on the flip side, um, kind and loving and, and hopefully hold some compassion for like, not see people as lost causes. Definitely. Because we were there, you know, like, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point of at least how I read this letter. Yeah, is it's like, like <laughs> not everyone who's standing on the street corner preaching and shouting about sin is going to stay there. Right. Some of them will come around to love. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, and I think I don't necessarily, in some of those cases, I actually don't question their motivations. Oh, man. So I think you can have loving intentions and still be bad at loving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think that, like, what you were writing about in the letter, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that, like, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I think about... I mean, I talked about... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you talked about something on a a prior episode about how you wished you had done Mm -hmm. something differently. Yeah. I... There's probably several things, but I think back to like high school and like 
having gay friends in show choir and not a lot were out because it was the early 2000s and that was dangerous, especially in Iowa. Still in is. small town. Um, but that, like, people who you knew or didn't know, no. Like, but, like, I just not being, you know, a vocal advocate or um, a safe place for those people. Mm-hmm. You know, not being, like, antagonistic but you know still being like oh well my beliefs blah 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 like how awful right and i think we thought at the time that like that was the way to be loving but still like yeah stay true to your beliefs or whatever right but it wasn't right (laughs) it wasn't either of those i don't think i ever actually thought that like there was something wrong with being gay. Right. Like, I don't ever think I actually thought that. Like, I, no one could ever make that make sense to me. So that was, like, one of the things, I, you know, and then, like, later on when I was working at Quaker, I got invited by a colleague to be on the, like, equal team, mm-hmm. which was about, like, uh, you know, it's like a, it was a diversity affinity group for um, queer people and queer allies. Mm-hmm. And like, being like, oh, what if somebody at church finds out I went to Pride? I want to be at the church that's at Pride. Yes. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. Oh my God, my kid came and saw a drag performer oh my god it was so terrible i'm kidding really like obviously oh speaking of drag performers and this whole like ex-evangelical thing uh if you too are uh an ex-evangelical and or maybe not even uh flaming grant oh yeah yes like check her out so good so good it will just, scratch an itch for like worship type music for you that isn't bad. Well, it's just no, it's it's from that perspective. Yes. Of yes, and the the one song that really sticks out is "Good Day," mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, someone who was, who is, you know, a former evangelical. Mm-hmm. And like reclaiming faith, yeah, and church, and still has their beliefs, and like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want. I'll let the song speak for itself, but yeah, it's it's worth really listening. Yeah, yeah, definitely made me tear up a little bit. Yeah, I guess the point of the letter was to like know better and do better. And that, that, like, at least here's what I took from it. We are growing and changing and learning mm-hmm. and hopefully getting better at loving our neighbors. Right. Yeah. And it can apply to not just, it, you know, it's like what brought it up for me and what really stirred, like, moves me a lot of times is how the church deals with queer people, but it's other marginalized people too, right? Mm-hmm. How the church Definitely. deals with poor people, how the church deals with immigrants, how the church deals with 
uh, which you can say, oh, well, the missions and this and that, but it's a mm-hmm. whole lot of white savior shit and not enough yeah, actual help a lot of times. Well, and uh, it's like over there it's good, but, you know. Not, we, not, not in my here. backyard, right? Not here, exactly. Yeah. Not always, not 100% of the time, just a lot of what we saw. Certain political stances and certain candidates. Yeah. Well, I, we already named them earlier, but anyway. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it, <laughs> so we don't pull punches here like it's fine like yeah he, we're not oh god i like, i mean the first time i voted not republican was in 2008 mm-hmm. i was like this is too far for me mm-hmm. i can't do this anymore <laughs> i i vowed to never vote for another republican again yeah I was like, this is anti-democratic to try and oust these judges because you don't like their interpretation of like mm-hmm. because they interpreted interpreted <laughs> they interpreted <laughs> the constitution and you don't like other people having rights and so you're gonna oust the judges. Like, what the f? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even democratic. Like, what are you doing? And um, I haven't voted for another Republican since. But I'm not saying like you shouldn't ever vote for a Republican or anything like that. Like vote for who you feel like you should vote for. But I am saying you shouldn't vote for Trump. (laughs) Or DeSantis or anyone. Yeah. Really? Well, that's what it comes down to, right? Is like it was not jiving, right? Yes. What I thought, and I wanted to. I wanted to say that's not what evangelical Christian means. Yeah, like when you heard it on the news, like all the evangelical Christians are blah blah blah. And blah. I yelled at the radio. I was like, "Yeah, that's not what it means." Yeah. yeah. But actually, it is what it started to stand for. Well, and, and then, maybe it kind of always did. Yeah. And I was the one who was wrong, and I just didn't realize it. And that then, there was that. Yeah background there that had been there the you whole time start, you start to look and back and you're like ignorant to you, it. you start to look back and be like oh yeah i mean you don't have to elaborate yeah, too no, much there's, more I there's think a most line kind of i mean like these po- yeah this southern democrats this well right where this these stances come from yes there's a line back to those groups yes. in the 70s and 80s yep it's direct there, and it's not. <laughs> yep. It's always been. Yep. Also political. Yep. What I think, you know, and I, there's an excerpt in Godland that I really like about it's a privilege to be apolitical. Just call yourself apolitical to not be political. I used to call myself that all the time. I know. I used to say like... It's extremely privileged, right? My political beliefs are mm, apathetic. (laughs) Right, because that means that like nothing really affects you, right? Right. You're in the privileged party, right? That you're in the privileged group because you don't have to be political if no one's threatening your rights or your well-being. Mm -hmm. If you're a white, cis, het person... Yeah. I didn't have to care. You don't have to care. Yep. Like, oh, you and, get and, to be apolitical. And I got to cloak it in, like, this cool cynicism, too. Right, like, right, oh, right. they're just, everyone's bad. 
Right. Like all of them are terrible. Right. And like, which is not necessarily <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you get to sit back and that, not care. Right. Exactly. That you shouldn't vote. Yeah. <laughs> and that you shouldn't participate. That you should. And just, so it's my like, yeah. it's my. It's, it kind of comes back to like I believed what they taught me, and therefore, I, I went, I went this direction, right? Because yeah, I care that people have enough to eat, and that medical care is affordable, and that you know we tax people fairly, and that right. And why, like, and a lot of things that seem like that, they shouldn't be controversial are controversial and it's scary if we believe that those things are should be priorities yes like why shouldn't we vote to make those things yes i don't know and you're i think your spiritual beliefs should inform your votes i think there's no way for it not to i think they're both deeply hobbled yeah I don't think you can separate them. Yeah. I can't. Agreed. It's like the deep moral, right? What's right and wrong, right? And if you if you start with love, if you start with everyone is worthwhile and everyone is valuable. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Yep. <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to make this into an episode. <laughs> It's a tough one. It's a really uh, tough one. Yeah, I thought it would be kind of cool. I like the letter. I liked reading it. And then I'm like, I don't know. What are we going to say about this? I don't know. Uh, we used to be evangelical. Now we're not. We have a lot of good discussions about this, actually. We do sit and talk about this a lot. Because uh, it's trying like, to talk to someone else yeah. about it, to a hypothetical listener. Yeah, it's a little harder than I thought. We we do sit really and talk about this a lot because, <laughs> I mean, I think we're still actively like working I don't know if there's like an end goal, right? Like it's right. We it's are it's always. when you start when you stop thinking I've arrived and I have all the answers, and you start realizing that there's a lot to think about and figure out and learn. Right. Then you're kind of always on that process. Yeah, and I think I would have, like, I think you can say it a lot of different ways, right? I'm becoming. A new person. I'm learning. I'm growing. Yeah. I am looking for answers. I'm trying to understand God's will. I'm Any trying of these... not to be a jerk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to be less of a jerk. I'm trying to care less what, like when I when doing the loving thing, had me concerned that my church might not like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Doing what you felt like genuinely in your heart was the right thing, was the loving thing. Yes. Was what Jesus would want you to do. Yes. <laughs> if he was standing right next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Did he care who he was seen with? And like, I mean, I know a lot of you probably who are listening to this don't aren't religious. Mm -hmm. And Probably don't. I doubt they got this far. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they probably that's stopped at the warning. Probably so. <laughs> and and that's like, that's fine. That's cool. I I think I'm, man, we could go on a long time, but I just, mm -hmm. 
I think that for me personally, having grown up with that background, there's a lot still that is important to me about it. Mm-hmm. And it's still, I still, um, yeah, faith is still important to me. Spirituality is still important to me. Church in some capacity is probably still important to me in the long term. Mm-hmm. But I think it's definitely a church with a rainbow flag. It's definitely um, somewhere where people are welcome to be their whole selves. Yeah. And it's a it's a faith that doesn't exclude others and doesn't think that God is so small that we can figure the whole thing out. I think that's a big part of it, right? Is like... I believe we should be always searching for the truth. But that we can't really know it. But that, like, it would be very arrogant of me to claim that I knew it all. Yeah. We got there. We got deep. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it interesting or good? I'm not sure. Uh, this made some sense or was sort of interesting to you guys. Listen, I I think I had written this letter. It had gotten a lot of feedback online, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to talk about it a bit. And, you know, I think we might do this once in a while where we have more of these kind of conversations. But, like, it should be a conversation. I want to know what you guys, what your guys' background is, where you're at, mm-hmm. what you think, you know, no hate if you're in in an evangelical church i know that there's of course not like there's a lot of reasons i was there for a long time and it wasn't just because i felt like i had to be there was also a lot of good stuff we were youth group leaders for a long time in one of our churches like i still love a lot of people who are in those churches and there's a lot of good ones and there's a lot of good things happening there's a lot of not so good ones too and like in i man it's complicated uh that's but i mean yeah you can just say it's complicated there's no <laughs> no shade on any one thing or anything um other than being self-righteous or self-absorbed or not having room for anyway those are those are kind of the but that's what you were talking about yes we would love how you used to be yeah. yes we would love to hear you guys' thoughts takes how you think um, I about this kind of might. stuff. And yeah, I mean, the, like I said, the letter, uh, when I posted it, got quite a lot of like interaction. So would love to hear you all think about it and, and what you think. But um, it doesn't mean that everyone should go to church either. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I mean, I do, do we, like, I don't, I don't think you're going to hell. Um, I, <laughs> full stop. Full stop. So like, it's not really like about trying to like preach anybody either. Much more like a, a, a Sunday night discussion of what we think, what we're thinking about, and why we are where we are, and maybe where we're going next. We're not trying to convince anyone of anything. We're just talking about what we think, exploring our own evolution and beliefs. Yeah, so if you want to talk at us or about us or to us, uh, send us a, an email at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Letters from the Road. Or, yeah, Letters from the Road Pod uh, on 
Instagram and TikTok. You can also come to the Substack, lettersontheroad.substack.com. Uh, you can find the letters there in their original form and leave comments if you'd like. Uh, the best thing you could do is leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to have your reviews, especially good ones, bad ones, less so. <laughs> uh, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. Uh, this one was kind of uh, a little tougher than we thought, but I think I think I'm happy with where we got. Yeah. And this is kind of the stuff you know we set out to have a Sunday night chat, and this is the kind of stuff we chat about. So. Totally. Deep shit. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Yeah, we'll be back to something goofy next week. Um, we jump all over the place, you know that. Um, Literally and this figuratively. Is, this is why you love us. <laughs> Literally and rhetorically in, <laughs> in space and in the <sighs> subject matter. This is we jump why, all over the this place. This is why you love us, friends. We're everywhere. We're talking about all the things and all the impolite things like politics and religion. <laughs> next time we'll talk about sex. Whoa. I'm kidding, kind of, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Okay. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> but thanks for being here, friends. We're really glad you're here. And until next time, we'll see you down the road. Bye. Bye.